maybe even 60-40, but I don't think it's all about men. But I think far too many women are quick to say it's not about men. Some of it is about men. A lot of it is about men. Put, put it like this. The Civil War was oh. fight over, fought over states' rights. States' <laughs> rights to do what? <laughs> it's not about men. <laughs> but you're, yeah, that's, that image is there because of men. What up, what up, what up, what up? It's three brothers, no sense. I am Tavares Ferguson, a.k.a. Ferg. Join my co-host, Buff and Rozzy. Fellas, tell them what's on your minds. We did a whole show last week and didn't mention the Super Bowl once. (laughs) (laughs) That is terrible on us, man. We even Um, talked about the NFL. <laughs> God dog, man. Uh, but I did I did watch the game. I was looking forward to the halftime show. I saw a lot of people saying it was the greatest. No, it's not the greatest. It prompted me to go back and I have now watched every Super Bowl halftime show from 1993. Everyone that had an artist that I cared about. There's a couple of them I skipped. But um it's a it Dr. Dre's halftime show was a top five. And even though I'm a huge rap fan, I can't give it number one. There have been some great performances over the time, but it is it is a top five. So uh, win for hip hop or win for the West Coast or win for Dre. Uh, not the greatest in my opinion, but very, very good show. Uh, so yeah. what, what's your greatest? What's, what, what's, what's the, your number one spot? I, yeah, man, believe it or not, though, it might be Madonna. I didn't, first off, I didn't even know she performed at a Super Bowl halftime show, but Madonna's up there. Diana Ross is up there. Uh, of course, Dre, Beyonce, and... MJ, Prince. I would give it to MJ, but this isn't MJ's fault. It was the first time they did one on that magnitude. And if you watch it, the cameras were not able to keep up with everything that he did. So it's, it's some of the stuff mm. you missed, you know what I mean? And plus... I ain't care for the song he did at the end. And I know people probably are mad. How can you not put Prince in it? I mean, if you've seen other Prince performances, that Super Bowl halftime show was not a top tier Prince performance. I mean, I think most people just included because it was raining while he performed Purple Rain. And so that's dope to them. But I've seen him perform much better than that show. Um, and I'm going to name one that people won't hate. Shout out to the March 100. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. I know everybody hates Justin Timberlake, rightfully so, to an extent. But um, he did another one in 2018. Dude was jamming. My spirit can't put him as number mm-hmm. one because of what happened between him and Janet. But <laughs> most of that, I blame more so the media than I blame Justin Timberlake. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah he could have yeah. spoke up more or whatever. But it's the media that decide to shun Janet and forgive him. But he was jamming on, on 2018. And and, and uh, if you haven't watched the, the documentary, Janet, she talks about that and she told him not to speak out. Yeah, She's yeah. the one that told him not yeah, to speak out. Yeah, that doesn't let him off though. He still could have said something. <laughs> 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 but yeah, man, go back. And like Diana Ross, she clearly is not afraid of heights. Like not only did she leave in a helicopter, but she was like hanging out the door of it as it left. And took off. So I thought that was dope, man. But that's all I got on that, man. And I wanted to ask you two brothers, uh, because we talked about Brian Flores either last show or a couple of shows ago. Uh, the NFL has hired Loretta Loretta Lynch to defend him. Are you guys disappointed in this sister defending the NFL against these racial claims that Flores has put forth? Hey, you got to make that money, man. That's, that's, I, I ain't mad enough for doing her job. Like, do it well. You know, it, it's if if they can defend it and it's defensible, then I'm all for the black lady getting, you know, the money for, for doing that. I'm good with that. I don't mind that. So, but I, I, I saw that they did hire him too. Um, shout out to the Steelers for hiring him. Mm. And it took a black coach 
you know, to do it. So one of two, right. I think, black coaches not, still not, left. Not a, not a head coach, but a defensive coordinator. But he has a yeah. They they hired him as a decor, de- defensive coordinator Mike, for Mike Mike McDaniel. Yeah, that's a one and two, right? <laughs> Mike Tomlin and him. No, it's the it's uh the coach for the Texans. <laughs> I know, I just messed up. <laughs> you know, so it's three, right? It's three now. Technically, technically it is. So, man, but it, all I got is Beller. Beller, Beller, Beller. Man, <laughs> that reboot is fire. It's so dope. Um just just the opening scene listening to Freeway like the soundtrack alone gets you going when you watch Bill who had a cameo by the way Freeway you guys would have said that yeah 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 the cameo um, so I'm loving what they're doing with Bel Air man I don't want to give away too much Ferg always talks about me spoiling everything but if you haven't watched it uh, it's very much worth the $4 a month for Paramount Plus just so you can watch it or you can bootleg it hit your uh, fire stick whatever you you know you choose to do uh but a lot of cable packages if you still got cable uh actually gives it to you free so you can get paramount plus for free with your cable subscription so go check it out man uh it's a great show will smith did a really good job executive producing it keeping the characters true to what underlying what they had but at the same time refreshing it making it new uh jeffrey's dope is i don't know what man jeffrey might be the dopest person on the show a small correction is peacock right not paramount oh yeah yeah it's peacock peacock my bad yep but to send people the wrong way so i'm gonna continue (laughs) that so the characters are dope uh jeffrey is just a whole nother animal like that i just like how they updated it um, I've heard some negative or seen some negative feedback because people wanted it to be um, a comedy, a comedy. Well, clearly they didn't watch the trailer. They didn't watch the trailer. <laughs> and also, mm-hmm. I think and I hate to make it a black and white issue, but I saw a lot of, I guess, kickback from some people in the white community because this show is very black. Mm-hmm. It's, it's unapologetically so and yep. to the point where I think Fresh Prince was safe for them oh, it was that yeah. it was it was that safe black family that everybody could relate to and they're like we want to relate we we want to be we want that nostalgia and it's like oh no <laughs> it's like wait this is wait from the music to the characters you know Hillary's not that little bubbly you know almost white girl that you know no it's 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 different, and I mean, you and I'm gonna take a st- I'm gonna stop right there. I was gonna say you hit it you hit it on because the original one is black too, but it made them feel safe. Like Will was yes, silly, yeah, and goofy. It's safe. Yeah. yeah, it's safe. I mean, in the first episode or the first two episodes, you see there's a. I think it was the first episode. There was that that race issue. You know that, that there was a racial tension. You know with uh, Will Carlton and his homeboy. Mm-hmm. And um, but shout out to casting a dark skin Aunt Viv. That that alone made my day. So I'm team dark skin Aunt Vivs, and um, might need to rank them because this this uh, this new Aunt Viv is giving first Aunt Viv a run for her money three episodes in. So um, she might end up taking the cake. But she, she's the perfect blend. Of dark skin Viv and light and light skin Viv, she is that perfect blending of I'm still really bougie because dark skin Viv really wasn't that bougie. If you if you look at the episode, she really kind of leaned into that kind of I'm from West Philly type thing. Um, this new Viv toes that line so perfectly. Like she's like I can function over there, but I'm still West Philly at the same time. So I like that she has that that perfect balance. Yeah, and the character arcs between they're developing everybody. Uh her and her daughter's relationship. It's just it's just very unique and I like it. So hats off to you know, I talk about black shows. I think this one this has the potential of being a really good addition to that repertoire of black shows. So um I was about to say some buff. I was going to say shout out to the young man who was just driving in Kansas City one day, went to a coffee shop and just came up with the concept. He's the one that created the original trailer back in 2019. Mm -hmm. And Will Smith saw it and was like, yo, 
that's how we need to do it. He reached out to him, and now he was like a. I think he was like one of the writers on the pilot episode. Or whatever. Yeah, and they have so many nods to the original show. I they like do. that. Yeah, they'll do little things here, little things there. Jazz is hilarious. I can't wait to see more of him. Like he's gonna be, he's gonna be, he's gonna be a good character. So um, that's about it, man. I just let's go ahead and get into the show, fellas. Rizzy, you got a joke for us, or is uh? Oh yeah, I so, do. Did you have anything you wanted to add, Ferg? Or, you, or Bel Air was what you wanted to talk about? I think Bel Air is it. That's good. Okay, cool, cool. Um, so I just wanted to know uh, when your girlfriend comes home in a white suit covered in bee stings and smelling like honey, uh, that's how you know she's a keeper. Get, get it, get it, keeper. Huh? 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 Oh, y'all, y'all killing me, man. That was a good one. As we wait for the laughter to die down from the uh, <laughs> inspire you on air audience and anyone else that's listened to us on the podcast platform, uh, who wants to take the first question this week? Yeah, when do y'all go first? I'm on, I'm on, I'm on back. I, can, I can go first because um, actually it's a good continuation of the conversation we just had. Oh, about about to, I thought I thought you was a continuation of your joke. I was like, Lord, <laughs> it's all about beekeeping. It's all about beekeeping. <laughs> Let it down. So I think that one made some people mad. I think people are going to be mad at that joke, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, man. That's a good one. It's <laughs> not, not like a good pun. <laughs> So, but no, I, I think um, as a as a continuation of the conversation about Bel Air, uh, I don't know if you guys saw Saturday Night Saturday Night Live when they made a spoof of the gritty remakes or whatever, and they did Family Matters, and they had Urkel kind of being like this gritty type of scientist kid, and they tried to remake Family Matters like that. But what I want to ask you guys is. What are some other historic or or past sitcoms uh, that you know they should remake? And what's kind of your take on it? So let's be that guy sitting down at the diner talking about what's the next thing and how we can reboot it. Hmm. Wow, that was. I don't. You know what? I don't remember enough about Silver Spoon to um to articulate how I can remake it, but. I will go with uh, say by the Bell. I know they're remaking it, but it's not gritty, is it? No, yeah. no, and it's it's pretty lame. Um, <laughs> that's why I that's, on, that's on Peacock about... too. That's, okay. Yeah, that's why you haven't learned, heard anything on it. <laughs> yeah, man, uh, definitely there could be a lot more uh, racial uh, tension. That what was the name of their high school? Was it Bay Bayside or whatever? Bayside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, it definitely could be a lot more racial tension in that and. Uh, definitely I have mean, a Lisa. Yeah, I mean, Lisa Turtle could be like how Hillary is on ba- Bel Air, in a sense, with the whole social media thing and stuff and fashion. Leading to a, her blackness, yeah. Right? There's, yeah, a, there's yeah. a lot they could do with that, man. So, yeah. So, yeah. That that's actually good. I think about um, even like bullying. If you look at go back looking at their show, it's a lot like yeah. Zach Zach Morris is trash. Is a whole YouTube video thing about how trash he was but like the way they treated Screech and all that stuff cyberbullying all it, it could definitely be a good show let me see <sighs> so why you thinking I was thinking through as well and I, and one I think a different world's already kind of been done with Grownish so I, I, I think between that and All American Homecoming when that comes out I think they're they're already doing that, so I really won't worry too much about uh, a different world. But my thought was on girlfriends, mm. uh, because if you look, girlfriends was almost a drama in itself, right? It was a lot of drama. But like Ferg, you talk about that whole struggle love thing that that goes on. You know, you look at what was it, Joan? Joan yeah. was a yeah, Joan yeah. like left. And she was all about trying to find a man and stop being a lawyer and all this stuff. It's like, I think they could actually make that really, really good with those four people and and kind of bring in a little bit of living single into girlfriends and make it about them living in the city and everything, but going through real stuff, uh, kind of like an insecure or something like that and just really revamping it, but using those same characters because I, I like the dynamics 
of their characters. Uh, kind of like what Bill Beller did with keep them true to themselves, but at the same time retell it and reimagine it in today's world. So that's that's my take. That's where I would go with it. Is t- kind of taking growth. But I kind of I kind of feel like insecure was that. I kind of feel like insecure, and I actually with that one, I would be nervous to see that honestly, because those characters they were trash. They were trash yeah. friends. They were yeah, horrible. They were, they were, they were, really they were bad horrible friends. friends, and I would hate <laughs> to see. But we we glorified it. You know, we accepted it because it was comical. I would hate to see them portray black women who are all strong in their own individual sense. Like they could really throw some shade in there. Like it could get it could get grimy, and I, I just it, it could. <laughs> but I, I think when you look at Beller and how they reimagine, like the banks have money, money. Like b- yeah. banks were kind of rich in uh, oh, yeah, uh, these, French the banks got banks. They got money, money now with the house manager and stuff. Like I could see that where they're elevating those characters and Joan being very, very like a Philip Banks, like very high, you know, having a lot of money and everything, but then working through the whole, not from a comedy standpoint, but working through how do I get a man, right? And be this very, very successful person uh, and, and, and struggling with that. So I, I think, like you said, Insecure was a little different because she started, Issa Rae started, right? Where she really didn't have any money. She didn't make it until towards the end. Where I think if you start girlfriends, they've made it already and they're yeah. doing well and they still have to deal with those different things. And so, you know, talking about racism and, and how they um, react to some of the things that are happening in the Black Lives Matter movement in current day, I I think to see their different perspectives on it. Right. Okay. Uh, I, I think that's where they can go and really get and make it closer to home. I just feel like kind of like with Insecure, you were always question, like, why are they still friends? And in in this show, in girlfriends, there was a lot of times I'm like, why are they still hanging out? Like they are, they are, they are horrible to each other. And but you're right. I think a lot of the success, a lot of things that are going on would be very interesting to see how black women um, and Will William would navigate that in today's world. But you actually brought up the show that was in the back of my mind. Living single would be super, mm. I think, super dope these in today's world. Of course, I would love to see Kyle Barker navigate 2022 and dating during the pandemic, things like that. His social awareness, how, you know, how Overton and Sinclair would really do in a real life relationship. And they weren't all just, you know, comedy killer Maxine Shaw as a, a killer attorney, Khadija's a social media influencer because Flavor wouldn't be a magazine today, right? It's she has she'll have her own TikTok or something and on the verge of getting bought out at any moment. Like she's yeah. she's ha- Harlem, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's, 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 oh, yeah. You know, I've only watched one episode. Them boys hate Harlem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I gave yeah. Harlem a shot, man. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> the it's the one you mentioned though, Rise, you said Saturday Night Live did uh Family Matters. Like I would you mentioned how they did with Urkel, but I would love to see how Eddie Winslow looks at his dad during the whole Blue Lives Matter versus Black Lives Matter. And things like that, and see how Carl deals with it, like how he deals with his coworkers and stuff. Uh, oh yeah, that would be you know that I mean? would be just a that that would be super interesting to see because we always talk about that, you know, the black police officer, you mm-hmm. know, fitting in. How just see him seeing him navigate his family, trying to do better for his family, but still, is he one of them? Right. Is he one of us? Yeah. You know, that yeah. that would be very interesting. His kids growing up. Uh, Steve Urkel would be considered a stalker by today's standards. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. like, I don't even know how that works. You know, he's a creepy character. <laughs> if, if, you, if you think about it in the real world, we all got daughters. If, if, if I remember correctly, though, the only defense you can give Steve is the few times he started looking at another chick, then Laura like kind of like, wait a minute, what about me? You supposed yeah, to be sweating yeah, me. Yeah, she did. She you got jealous. I mean? <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. so I, I can see, I, I think that's, 
I, I I would reimagine that where he's not stalking her. He's loved her from, you know, they grew up together in the same neighborhood. You know, he's he's been her friend the whole time. He's loved her, but not in a stalkerish way. It's like, it's like we talked about the other episode, right? He's in the friend zone. And he knows he's in the friend zone, but he wants to get out. So he's he's trying to navigate that, talking to her about other uh, boyfriends and, and giving her relationship advice and the whole time oh, like you Lord know that needs to be dudes. me Lord she does she, 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 yeah, yeah, very trash dudes. Yeah. and so that whole time and then like you say Byron at the same time it's like oh wait she's hating on him she, she's hating on him as soon as he find, he starts looking for somebody so, and, and like you see how Belair brought Lisa in very early mm-hmm. in uh, the series yeah. so I can see what was her name Myra or whatever yeah. coming in really really early in it and now it is that that tug back and forth where I loved uh, Laura all my life but at the same time Myra's this new chick and now Laura's pissed because I'm talking to her and so you can see kind of that love triangle going on with that so, I can uh, see I can see it uh, working uh, we're we yeah, giving that, away that too actually, much free game right now <laughs> we might need to get yeah, together man, I like where going <laughs> because, yeah, we, let's make a trailer <laughs> can we talk about that whole you know <laughs> women dating all these bad guys and then going through the stage and want to they want to come back and date Steve Urkel mm-hmm. so um, almost like the Dwayne um, Dwayne Wayne thing where he goes off to internship he comes back this dude like you want to see the growth of him that young kind of I'm nerdy but I'm cool you know I'm just not as cool as you because you put Laura, put Laura on this pedestal she's class president head cheerleader she's all this stuff and steve's just an average guy that just gets passed by but they've Look, been friends he, he's, he's spider-man right like he, yeah. he's peter parker it's like boom i got a, i got a little clique of friends over here we're nerds we do science fair stuff and everything like that but i'm not and you got to think in today's environment the nerds are kind of cool like he's like an anime and he's doing all that and so they can they can he can have his friend group and not be this this super ostracized person uh, but like Byron said, I think we are. We giving way too much away. <laughs> I want to get down that rabbit hole. We need to write this. <laughs> and, and let's talk after the show. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, Byron, what you got for us? Um, so it's a, it's a two part question, fellas. Uh, first, on social media, do you guys personally care about likes? Why or why not? And should social media get rid of them because I know it's been some talk I know at one time I think Instagram was talking about getting rid of likes but they haven't from what I've seen so far um, so should they but do you guys care about them because and I ask that because the easy answer is people always say no I don't care about likes I call BS on that for the most part 99% of the people on social media you care about likes now to what degree it's debatable but if you're making posts and no one ever likes them, no one ever gives you any engagement, you're essentially just talking to yourself. No one likes talking to yourself and you would eventually just stop posting. Hey, nobody's engaging with me. This isn't for me. So I think we all care about likes to a certain degree, but I wanted to put it to you guys. Do you care about them? Why or why not? And should social media get rid of them? Uh, Byron, you, you, you called me out. So... Because my initial response is like, hell no, I don't care about likes. But you're right to a certain extent where, you know, for me, it's about engagement. So if I make a post and there's no engagement, that's that's me. It's kind of weird. Now, I'm not necessarily looking for a lot of engagement. It's just it's just like almost to me, texting the world, just having a conversation like what y'all up to or this is what I'm thinking about. And then you just and nobody you send like a group text and nobody responds. And so I think that's kind of what social media is like. So likes and the all of them are just kind of, a, to me, an easy way to show somebody that you're engaged in the conversation. Um, I, I prefer replies over likes, honestly. Like, I want to hear your thought process. Facts. Rather than just a likes. But, you know, a like or love or laugh or whatever. It's just it's just kind of like. Good one, Byron. Like. Like, it's just, I don't have enough to say about it, but it's just, I acknowledge your comment. It keeps going. I don't crave likes. I don't crave it, but I do appreciate the the combo and the, you know, interaction. Yeah, I, I definitely 
care. I mean, it, it's no point of being on social media if you don't care, right? Like, I'm I'm trying to be social. Like you talked about sending a group text. I almost look at it like I'm walking up to a group of friends in person and, and trying to start a conversation and nobody respond or everybody look at me, and, you know, and, and you've had it, right? Where, or I've had it, where I walk up and like, hey, what's going on? And people like, you know, psh, and keep going on with their conversation, right? Like growing up, there was instances like that. And so definitely want that engagement that you talk about, Ferg. Like, I want to know that you acknowledge what I said. You like it or dislike it or disagree or whatever. Um, you know, I don't post just to post, right? I'm posting to engage with the other people on social media. Uh, but at the same time, I, I'm not to the point where if I post something and it doesn't get any likes, I'm disappointed. I, 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 so that's where I will say I really don't care about it because it's, it doesn't hurt me. It doesn't hurt my feelings if I don't get a like. Like I know Haley, for example, if she posts something and it gets no like, she probably will delete the post, right? It's like, oh, nobody's engaged or whatever. Delete it. Maybe go back and do it, upload it again. Maybe it was the algorithm, it, it bad time and whatever. Um, let me reword it or whatever. So she will, she'll go and delete st- certain things. Um, that's the point to where I think people care too much if they're deleting uh, because nobody engaged or or they feel bad because nobody engaged on what they post. Like I, I and, and for me, I, I don't post a lot anyway. Like I share a lot of stuff where it's like, oh, this is interesting. This is interesting for it, people to see. But I, I could care less if anybody uh, really liked most of the stuff that I post. So, I didn't even know that was a thing. What? I didn't know that post? people. Yeah, like I've never deleted a post because it wasn't engaging for me. I want the interaction, but there's posts that might get 200 likes and everybody in the world responds, or there might be posts where 15 people like, but three or four people respond. And those conversations between those three or four people are just as entertaining for me but I mean there is I think there is some joy that comes with you know I think Byron and you pay attention to it in my opinion probably more than us like you like you'll notice how many likes and how many shares and like man this is still going and this contacted you know with Facebook you see how many people this has reached and those things they, they make you feel good it's like man you can you do the majority of our posts anyway and so it makes us feel good. Like you found something that resonated with the people. But I, I guess I give myself a cop out because like Rod said, it's an algorithm. I just assume that people people didn't see it. Of course, they want to respond to my post. They just didn't see it. Because you're a little bit of a narcissist, right? But you don't see everybody's posts. You know, it's like, did you yeah. we'll come in here? To, did you see that I was posting? I'm like, no. So we have to go look for it. You yeah. know, we miss some, posts. Some people that post will be, be at the, the top of my timeline. That's like five days old. Like, how is this? Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know how the algorithm comes or what yeah. goes on. But um, the interaction's good. That's kind of why we do our show. So, so Ferg, I think you you had a great answer in that, and, and I didn't think about it until you said it. Like, I actually care about the interaction more than the like. Like, I've had posts that have had like eighty some comments and like seven likes. You know what I mean? It's about yeah. it's about mm-hmm. the conversation. Uh, so for me, it, it just it kind of varies. Like for me. If I post a picture, it's because I I like the picture or I want to keep it for me. I, like, I use Facebook as like my photo album. So if I ever want to go back and print it out one day for a physical photo album, I can. But if I post a picture, it's because I think it's dope or I like the memory that it it um, it makes for me. So it I don't really care about likes on pictures or whatever. In fact, I expect women to get likes. I don't think likes are for men maybe that's sexist i don't know but that's just how i feel god's still working on me now when i post certain things like comments and things i do i do i like that interaction if i post an article it's not my article i may think the article is cool you know people don't like to read on social media so i don't usually expect those type of things to get a lot of engagement unless the the headline is like really i guess juicy or whatever so i'm with you on that i like the the interaction more so 
than the than the likes. Now I will, unlike you two, I will go and delete a post. If I post something and then I go back and look at it, it's like, okay, that could be taken out of context. Or now that I'm reading it, that's not how I meant it. And so I'll delete it and either repost it or just forget about it. It just depends. Uh, but my second question, do you think social media should get rid of likes? Because they've done studies that said that it messes with especially young people's self-esteem, but I think it messes yeah. with adult self-esteem as well. So it, it definitely does. I don't, I don't think I don't think they should get rid of it because like you said, there, there's there's something about the engagement piece of it. Right. And and so I want to know that you saw it and you engaged. I don't know how you do that. I mean, if it's not a like, what is it like? Uh, uh, a little post that says I read that or you know or I agree disagree like that's what the thumb up is right yeah. the like or the thumbs up is li- literally oh okay I got it I engaged I saw it good point like first said it, it's that's why they have the other reactions there for all the other things that you can do but I I, I don't think it needs to be taken down I think what hap- has to happen is people need to really discuss addiction social media addiction and that type of thing because that's really the issue it's not the likes it's it's the notifications it's the having to open up your your social media app 17 million times to see did you get the likes or not uh it's it's you know that when you hear that ding and the notification comes up that little bit of euphoria that you get right that that's that's what brings you back it's the the same thing that is with any type of addiction right they they like it that's why they make the 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 pans at casinos 10 so when the little thing uh when the money comes out or the it recreates that sound because it gives you that little dopamine high so i think that's the part and so like for me i i silence my notifications so i don't get any notifications from social media and just by doing that i saw that i checked social media a lot less after that because you don't get that notification saying something happened uh so you don't have to go back so if you guys are kind of thinking about that there's a great documentary on netflix called uh i can't remember social experiment something like that i'll i'll get mm-hmm. your name of it yeah. um but it's a great documentary that talks about that and how people are just becoming addicted to social media i think that's a bigger issue than getting rid of the likes if anything i would say get rid of the notifications but that blows up their business model so they're trying to use the likes as a state as a scapegoat for the uh, the part of the addiction, which I think the the notification is the worst part of it. I think I don't know if they should get rid of it, but I think they should definitely look into it more. So we're thinking about the likes. There's other options. There's the dislikes. There's a negative part of it that can definitely bring somebody down. And a lot of those things become social bullying where you take down your post because of the negative comments or the negative things that happen with it. Um, and so I think I, the closest thing I can compare it to off the top of my head was a mobile in the mid nineties when everybody converted to uniforms because the, the social aspect of how people were coming dressed to school became more problematic than, you know, it, it, it was just, it was too big of a distraction. It was all about name. People couldn't focus. It's all about name brands, tight tags and all that stuff. And if you weren't in a certain aspect, if you weren't getting enough likes, if you weren't getting enough respect for your shoes or whatever the case may be, for a lot of people, it it crushed their self-esteem. And to a lot of people, they found other ways or, you know, some were illegal to try to figure out how to make up for that. They were they they crave the attention or the or the the need for acceptance to come with those things like it i have to be i might be able to heal figure but at least i could wear a duck head if i can't you know i have to even when we got into uniforms it was still a, a hierarchy mm-hmm. on those things and yeah. so social media there's a hierarchy with it and if you're not at the top if you're at the bottom of that bell curve there's people suffering i don't I, should they should it be as serious as it is but we're also talking about kids think about the things that bothered us growing up the little the little things you haven't hit their growth spurt or you're you know girls hadn't hit puberty and they weren't developing those were everything everyday life things that they dealt with as or we dealt with as kids that bothered the hell out of us throw in social media where you have friends who have ten thousand followers and all this stuff and you can't do the same thing well sorry byron what you about to say 
No, no, I, I didn't know you. I didn't know if you were you finished. Yeah, I mean, cut you off. Um, I was just gonna say, um, no, don't get rid of the likes. Don't get rid of the likes <laughs> because I mean, not everybody's gonna like what you put out there, and that's that's kind of like social media. That's what makes it kind of close to real life in a sense is that not everything you put out there or say people are gonna agree with. So. I think it's cool to see how many people are rocking with what you posted and how many people are not. Uh, also, you, uh, I think, Roz, you mentioned like the whole notification thing. I definitely had to turn mine off because not just with social media, but I just can't stand those little notification reminders on my phone. Like even with email, I, I have, I, I, it drives me crazy. So I hate that. But the coolest part is because we're in a society where everybody is fighting for attention and it's hard to get attention from people you know we promote this show to try to get listens you know every week throughout the week so when we make a post especially on three brothers like Fergie mentioned I do most of the posts it's kind of cool like sometimes I make a post and forget about it and then I go and check it like later that day like the whole like the the screenshot of the tweet where the gentleman said ladies if guys will screw everything why are y'all getting all these surgeries when I opened up the app and it had all these, I was like, oh, this one didn't blew up. <laughs> you know what I mean? So <laughs> that, 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 that's always kind of cool to see sometimes, especially when you've forgotten about the post completely and you open it up and it's like, yo, why, why is there so much engagement? And you're like, oh, okay. So that, that part is cool. Yeah, my, my problem is, or my concern is the young people who are struggling with self-esteem and self-worth. And it's another avenue. And it's easy to tell them just to get off social media and do all this stuff. But the same thing our parents told us, you know, well, don't worry about them bullying you. It, it's easy to say when you're an adult and you're hopefully, and I can't just say because you're an adult, you're mature, but you're a little more mature, emotionally mature. But we're asking that for kids. And then it seems like, to Rizzi's point earlier, it's carrying over to adulthood. These people are thriving and they need that, that attention. And I don't know if it's if it's how I don't know the long term effect of it. Probably but. why the amount of surgeries have gone up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, it's I guess, not for I, men though. It's not for men. <laughs> you know what? Let's, what? You know what? That's gonna be my question. Let's talk about. <laughs> oh man! It. Oh Lord! Oh, oh man! Oh. <laughs> He's trying to set us up, man. <laughs> Go after, ahead, bro. After reading the comments yesterday. Um, Buff, pull up the pull up the the actual tweet. Yes, and read it out for me, sir, please. <laughs> so, and by the way, you should be following us on uh, Facebook and Instagram at Three Brothers No Sense. Also on Twitter at Brothers Sense uh, on Twitter. But the the post that we um, posted, which now has like three shares, forty nine comments, forty four likes. Uh, it's reached over what well, was reached over a thousand people. The screenshot said, "If men will literally screw anything, why y'all getting all these surgeries?" I guess question one is, do you believe it is about men? 50-50. maybe even sixty forty. But I don't think it's all about men. But I think far too many women are quick to say it's not about men. Some of it is about men. A lot of it is about men. Put, put it like this: the Civil War was oh. fight over uh, fought over states' rights. States' <laughs> rights to do what? <laughs> it's not about men. <laughs> but your yeah, that's that image is there because of men. So yes, it is because of men. Underlying, uh, it, it's seven degrees of separation to get there. But yes, it is about men because if men didn't like it. If that wasn't the the beauty standard, right? Which it comes from the opposite sex actually saying that's what the beauty standard is. If it wasn't for that, then the social media and other women and the beauty standard wouldn't be that. So then you wouldn't look at yourself and say, "Oh, I'm too fat. I need lipo or whatever." Like if the if the beauty standard was something different, then you'd be doing whatever. You remember back in the 80s when women were trying to get flat butts because that was the beauty standards. Now, women are going out and getting BBLs because that's the beauty standard. Why is that the beauty standard? Because people started liking that. Men started liking that now. And that became a thing. So, so society 
follows the trend and your body's and your visions of beauty follows that trend, but it all underlined is because of a man or because of men <sighs> there. I like that. You you, you kind of corrected my answer a bit, bro. Um, I said 60-40, <laughs> maybe it's 80-20. Um, but let me ask you this, Rising, and maybe it'll go to 90-10, depending on how you answer this. So what about, because I, I made this comment on the post. There are, there are some women that have had like two or three babies, but ain't what it used to be. She's happily married, but for herself, she doesn't like what childbirth has done to her body. And she would love to get it back to how it was. Not looking for any attention from any other man, just for herself. She wants to be how she was. Now you could you can counter and say, well, but she still cares how her husband looks at her, which is still doing it for a man. How do you view that version of it? No, I I, I think they're not mutually exclusive. I, I uh, going back to she is definitely doing it for herself. It's for her self-esteem. It's what she wants, right? She mm-hmm. likes that body looking that certain way. Right. But going back to kind of what I talked about, that seven degrees of separation, she wants that body to look that certain way because that is what the beauty standard is. So if the, if the beauty standard was that you you hung down to your uh to your knees, then boom. I'm, let me pop out some babies so my teeth can hang down to my knees. Like that's if that was if that's what it was, and that's what you were striving for, then you wouldn't have a problem with that. What it is is social media. Everybody tells you that that is the beauty standard is that tight, flat stomach, the big boobs that sit up right up under your chin. That's so that's what they strive for. That so when they look in the mirror and they're like, I liked my body the other way. They liked it the other way because society told them that's what body should look like. Uh yeah and no. Um <laughs> okay. <laughs> because yeah there's a side cuz I mean there's, there's a depends on how far you go to one side. Like I think there's people that just want to be a better version of themselves. Like it's not it's not I don't really care. I've seen it where they don't care about what others think. They're not going out getting the BBLs is too much. Like they just said, "Hey, you know what? I've all I've never liked my, you know, they can get in the gym, they can do whatever they want because they just never like their ass. You know, hell, Ryzen, would you be taller if you could be taller? Would we all be taller if we could be taller? You know, it's like you never, I don't want to be taller because of women. You know, just, you know, I would love, I would love how I would look in a suit. You know, I want to be taller and there was a way to get, be six foot two tomorrow. Would you do it? Is it necessary for women? Now, if I'm trying to be six, eight, because I know women like tall dudes, you know, I want to look like a basketball player. Maybe it's too far. I don't think women, it's all about men for every woman. I think there's people who need that to potentially value themselves or increase their value. Like they think their value is only in their, I don't want to say that because that's just too, that's, that comes off sexist. You know, that, that, that it, it's, but it's like somebody mentioned yesterday why are women becoming carbon copies of each other? It's yes. if you're just doing things like, you know what? I had kids and I breastfed and they they took all the life out of my breast. And I just at least want to look a certain way when I put a dress on. I want to be able to wear a certain shirt and just not feel, you know, depleted. I just I just there's a I just I just need that confidence back. Mm hmm. I don't think that 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 doesn't necessarily have the plus side is, yes, your husband, boyfriend, baby daddy or whoever else might like it. But there's that's just for you. But when you go get, you know, double G's or whatever they're going out there, it's like you're doing too much. The BBLs to me are too much. It's like you're why are you all doing the exact same ridiculous thing? I, I agree. I mean, I, I, I'm i not saying, uh, like Byron said, 90, 10, 80, 20. I'm not saying women consciously are like, I'm doing this for a man. Like, they, they really are doing it for them. It's no different than me going to get a, hair, uh, a haircut back when I got haircuts, right? Uh, before I start shaving bald. Like, it, you know, you, uh, you feel a certain type of way when you get clean, when you go get a nice suit that fits right, when mm-hmm. you you feel a certain type of way. I, I get that. That's 100%. And so, yes, if you're going out and you want to tighten up, or you want that breast lift or whatever, because you want to feel that certain type of way. What I'm saying is 
ultimately you got to follow the trail to why you want to look that way and feel and what makes you feel that way like there before society started telling us that we needed to look that certain way and our hair needed to be cut and it needed to be fresh cut you could have your hair dreaded up and nobody would care right like society was telling you that that was fine or whatever so i think it's a little bit of you that's why i say seven degrees of separation it's going all the way back ultimately Mm -hmm. yes but no i don't think physically or consciously they're saying i'm doing it for a man so i i think both answers are right plus everybody out here lying everybody's both sides are doing a bit of lying because like women some women will say they're not doing it for men they're not doing it for men but then i also see these same women when a surgery goes wrong on a woman and she you know dies or whatever like that and People will say, well, why was she getting surgery? And these same women will say, well, you men put so much pressure on us because that's what y'all like. So wait a minute, you just told us it wasn't, out, you, it wasn't for us. Now you're telling us we putting the pressure on y'all? Which one is it? And then the man out your line too, I made this comment and I know uh, judging by her gif, or jif, however you pronounce it, I think, I guess April Reed didn't like it. She thought it was a little too political, but I do think both sides are lying because I have seen the rapper Moneybag Yo say he wants a woman that's natural. He don't like all that fake stuff. He's dating Ari, who's had work done. But Z and I had this conversation yesterday or the day other day. It's, you can call it, it's like, yeah, I'll drive the Lambo. But it's not the family car. It's not the car that I'm gonna have my kids and like most a lot of guys that I know that are I'm not gonna say most guys those things are attract they can be attractive done properly right you get a nice you got a nice BBL you get your the lace front like all that stuff it's attractive but when it comes down to what I want to be with long term like I never I, I haven't met a guy to to this day that's like man. I just need a woman that's going to be good to my kids, has a nice BBL. Like that's that's <laughs> never been on the list of what I want to settle down with. I've never heard that. But I have heard I'm trying to go to the club and I saw the chick with the big ass. I'm trying to smash that. And you might date her for a little while because she's cool and stuff like that. But I don't think guys aren't going to. It's there. It's like, why, why turn it away? That's not something I'm necessarily looking for. But hey, it's there. And I'm going to take advantage of the situation, whatever that may be. Now, we might fall in love and get married and stuff like that, but it was never on my list to go fall in love with a chick with the BBL. Never heard a man put that on his checklist of things that he's looking for in a future spouse. I I, I hear you, but um, they're they're the ones that's getting, you know, the the hundred thousands of likes and and, and able to monetize their pictures. Because yeah, because that's what yeah. they, they the ones that's getting snatched up by the, the the ballers. Yeah, we they they like it. They like how it look. But are those ballers burying them? Are those are they in? Are they usually in good healthy relationships? I if I was single and I wasn't looking to get married, yes, I'm gonna have me a trophy chick. Why not? Why have the girl next door, and I can have the 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 IG model. If I'm not trying yeah. to be serious, it, it's it's it comes down to what I'm looking for in a relationship at that time. Right. I'm not I'm not looking to settle down. I'm looking for the trophy wife. I'm looking to go out and have a good time and yell, hey, every time something happens, like I, that's what I'm looking to do with this person that I'm with right now. So I'll go get the IG model or the Instagram chick or the one with the, you know, the, have all that. But I when it's time to settle down that stuff becomes unattractive now, right like all that other stuff that's that's there like I, it, you, you, like you said it, you don't care about that it's it's not the top of the priority list so it's two things Brian I see where you're going so there's men will lock it down like to keep the the, the IG like I gotta make her my lady so she ain't smashing other rappers because we have us men have this small ego so I gotta lock her down I don't want anybody else smash her so I'm gonna make her my lady and so I can take her wherever I wanna go I can have her on my arm I can do all that stuff because that's the game I'm playing right now mm-hmm. but I think for me what Rozzy's saying is dudes dudes can be trash too dudes you know we're not always looking to be in a relationship and there's to me, the type guys who are looking to be in a serious relationship and looking for certain qualities in women, that is that's never been on the top of their list. Now, if you have it, that's a, that's a, but 
when you're looking to be a I think when you're looking for the right reasons to be in relationships or you're trying to prepare for a real relationship, there's certain things that you consider. I, you think, know, um, I think you're right. It's not at the top of our list, but we can be very visual. So that surgery they get, that helps them grab our attention quickly. And, yeah. then, and then, and that's all, that's all they want. And so I think it sends a mixed signal when we say, well, we'll date you, but you're not the one we're going to choose for life. I mean, is that even really true? I, I, I'm sure there's plenty of BBLs it, 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 that's getting, I getting, mean, getting... I mean, yeah, they're, they're, yeah. But, uh, to me, think I would think a lot of the type guys they're attracting are, you know, like you said, the ballers, you got the rappers and, you know, all these people that might be getting these IG models and they can get married, but how many of those guys you think are looking to truly settle down? You're married to this, this rapper, do you Who's think traveling? He's, not, he's on tra- the road four hundred days a year. A year, yeah. Like it, it's yeah. He's still out here doing his thing because I don't think he like he loves you, you know. But is he in the mindset really to try to create a family and being a, a loving and healthy marriage? And he's still probably gonna be out there finding the next chick. Guess what? He's gonna smash the next chick with a BBL uh, I, because I, it captures his attention. I think it's a risk they're willing to, t- it's a risk they're willing to take because the, the, yeah, the, the, jan- yeah, the janitor slanging pipe across the city too. I mean, so it, it doesn't matter what the profession is. No, I yeah. just think any, okay. <laughs> I, I, I think like you said, like it, it's, it's how, how do you, how do you get the initial attention, yeah. right? You're going to get the attention. Which, let's, yeah, let's go. I was going to get the let's... surgery so I can get the initial attention and then Maybe the girl with the BBL has the best personality ever, but she wasn't getting noticed before. And so now she went and got the BBL. Now she's getting noticed. Now her personality can come through. Yeah. So, don't, you know, don't don't discount the yeah. the, the woman because she went and got a BBL. No, no, no. She isn't wifey material. Glad she can be wifey material when yeah, she gets glad, okay. the BBL. Yeah, glad we're clear. What I'm saying is I don't think the average guy goes in there like, man, she has a nice ass. I hope she's wifey material. Like that's you, you got you got what you wanted. But you most got, guys don't go into any relationship like, oh, I hope she's wifey material. I, most guys go in to smash, and then she hooks. That's that's her hook, and then she got him. And <laughs> eventually, you wake up. Yeah. I, I always say it: dating is nothing but a marathon. And one morning, you're gonna wake up and you be like, look around, and you be like, I ain't got no more. Hooks. That's really what it okay. is. Okay, so let's let's be honest. There have been chicks that you've met, and you're like. I just want to smash. There's no way I can ever be with this chick. Probably because how she present to me, how she presented herself when we first met. Like we're at the club, the way she's dressed and stuff like this. All I want to do is smash. That hands down, no questions asked. This can't go any further. There was chicks I met, and it's like she seems like a cool chick. I would love to smash because once again, it's all about smashing in the beginning. Love to smash, but she seems like she's a cool chick. I like the way she carries herself. Blah, blah, blah. When I met Z, the way she carried herself, it was something about that chick that I just wanted to like. I wanted to get to know her better. Um, but there's other chicks that were there that I was like, doubt if this don't work out, I'm just trying to smash these chicks. Like it's yeah, and I feel I, like I, I get that, but again, it's that can happen, and then we still can blossom into a great relationship right i i even with that girl that that i looked at is like oh i'm just trying to smash never gonna go there with her and boom all of a sudden we're in a full-on relationship it it happens right but i think what you're saying is that oh yeah if you have that style and that personality from the rip yeah guys are gonna probably try to wipe you up faster but it, it's relationships are crazy like that anyway, man. They go all kind of everywhere. So I, I think how you catch them is going to probably gauge how fast you can get into a relationship. Uh, but it doesn't negate that you can't yeah. get into a relationship with them. But I, I think that first impression is huge. Like you said, that initial attention. This is what got my initial attention. And so when I get this initial attention, if my mind is focused, that might not even allow me to see your personality. Because all I'm doing is thinking about how you presented yourself. You know, I think first impressions are big, especially in the dating world. Until you get to, you know, if Rizzy came out there, you know, went someplace and was dressed dressed like a thug, then a chick just saw you and maybe her impression of you just you're your thug. She wouldn't know you are as successful as you are, that you could be the quintessential family man and all this stuff. Same thing with a chick. You know, you come, I see you as 
in my mind as this chick that's craving for attention you know she was really flirty at the club she got this thing going yada in your mind you kind of put you can potentially put her in a box that she doesn't deserve to be in but I forgot who it was um the comedian's like I'm not saying you're a hoe but you got a whole uniform on so mm-hmm. it's <laughs> you present your, yeah like you presented yourself in my eyes maybe I'm wrong I'm narrow minded as a man but like you did all this I'm not saying she's a I'm not saying she's she's not wifey material she damn sure got a you know the ass that says otherwise so hopefully we don't get cancelled <laughs> Rise and clean it up for us a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you did that. Like, I'm not saying that they the women can't. There's somebody out there for everybody, right? You can find a good relationship if you're ready to be in a relationship, and that person's ready to be in a relationship. But it's when you present yourself a certain way, even that's not your intention. Don't be surprised if the attention you're getting. Of the results you're getting comes with that attention. Like if you present yourself as a sexual creature and so like men are just coming at you in a sexual way or they put you on this pet this sexual pedestal, we don't need help. We don't need help sexualizing y'all. Put it that way. <laughs> I like that. We don't, we don't need any more help trying to figure out why we want to smash you. This just this just, you know, blinded me to everything else. Good question, Buff. Good question. Well, that, that one was first, but it was from the post. Oh, it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So good post, yeah. Buff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it caused a lot of heat, man. Shoot. Yeah, but I think women are doing. They, a lot of them are doing stuff for themselves too, because I feel like it is that. Yeah, because those eyelashes got to be for them. Because I don't know any man that's for them. <laughs> no man. It's gotta but be the thing for about them. it is, oh my god. But the thing about it is, when they put it, when they put the package together, for a lot of them, it looks good. Now some of the, some of the eyelashes are way too, but it's like when they put everything, they present it all in a nice package, and if you don't go over the top, and you got the, you know, you got wings sitting on your face, you, it's <laughs> it's it could be it could be like that's not necessarily what I'm looking for, but it is attractive. Like you can like okay, you know, I, I necessarily I necessarily was looking for this type of chick, but yeah, she looks good, and so. If I was out in the streets, you know, I would shoot my shot just because of, of that moment of what you presented. And I like yeah, what I saw and, in that and moment. A, and a lot of it is going back to that social media thing. It's it looks really good in pictures on social media if if it's done right. Right. Like, as long as it's not the butterfly wings, but a yes. a, a natural lash does actually it, it, it accentuates it's no different than makeup and everything else it accentuates everything it draws attention it, it does. does look good yeah. if, if the picture is right yeah. the issue comes in when you see it in person uh same with the lace front right it's like lace front can look great in a picture but when you get close you be like oh oh you know you start seeing the gaps and all this stuff it doesn't look all that great you know, in person. We're so. saying some ladies, so we're not we're not we're not discouraging ladies. Rosy just erased all his goodwill. <laughs> Rosy, you trying to you, bro, you trying to get a shot? <laughs> but you know, like that stuff, it can it can it can look good, you know. But is that necessarily what? And I think now it's becoming the norm. So, like I think some of those things, guys are expecting that now. It's kind of. This is what I'm supposed to want. This is what, you know, if I can have this, then why not? I'm going to leave that to them young boys. Yeah. Ain't what I want. Yeah. So, not to say a wig is not, I mean, no, no, I, I've seen really good now. wigs. I've seen really good wigs. We yeah. No, we had this whole conversation. Remember, I've seen good wigs and, and yeah. the installs, yeah. right? If it's on point, it can work, but... Yeah, what advice? Day, day four, day five. And, it, and, it can, and if a good wig can increase your uh, sex life, right? Cause now you can do the little kinky now, yeah, now, now, yeah. Lift Instead of smacking him on the butt, lift it up and scratch our scalp. <laughs> <laughs> That's another post, people. You got to go yeah. to check us out on Three Brothers No Sense at Facebook. Uh, on Facebook, so fellas, let's go ahead and close it out, man. I had fun the show. Uh, only thing I got, man, is I don't know if you guys know Kim Potter. She's the police officer that mm-hmm. uh, shot Dante Wright. She was sentenced to two years in prison. Um, which, you know, it may not be enough time for some folks, but at least it's something at this point. I mean, we got to really take what we can uh, with with the whole um, holding police accountable for doing dumb things. 
um, so that, like we said, I, I respect the police. I, I respect the blue. I definitely do. But there's some there's some folks out there that do bad things. You got to hold them accountable so that the good apples, we really can't say there are a few bad apples. Uh, but if you don't hold the, the bad apples accountable and, and actually do things when they do dumb stuff, uh, then, you know, it spoils that whole bunch. And so I'm, I'm glad to see that they are stepping up across the country and across the nation and really holding people accountable, even if it's not um, equitable to, you know, low level drug offenses getting 10 years. We want to give her two years for murder, but worst case scenario, at least it's something. Um, and so I just, you know, appreciate that, that judge for at least giving that. Um, I just want to say that the democratic party sucks. And (laughs) we've said that on this show before. I think each of us individually have said it at one time or another, and we hear it all the time. The Democratic Party sucks. But I also want to say a lot of their supporters suck as well. When you look back at the Bernie bros and the whole never Hillary thing back in 2016, and and, and speaking of Hillary, how some of the Democratic supporters were, were obsessing with her emails, like taking on that conservative right-wing talking point, and then you look at what Trump has done, I mean, it doesn't even compare, but, you know, her emails, her emails. And every two years, I see a certain amount of supporters trying to push out uh, Speaker Pelosi and saying that, you know, her time is passed and this, that and other. She is quite possibly I've called Mitch McConnell the most effective politician in my lifetime on the Democratic side. I don't think you guys know the work that Pelosi puts in. She's like their top fundraiser. She's the one that got Obamacare across the finish line and a whole lot of other big big legislation that the Democratic Party has wanted. She's done it and she's taken all the bullets and arrows from the right wing. And the only thing we give her in return is how she needs to leave and how she's too right wing. So I'm not I'm not absolving the Democratic Party of their sins like they definitely played follow the leader on the Iraq war. They should have been the ones to stand up. We had a couple of members that did, but not enough. There's no way we should have went to Iraq after we were attacking the 9-11. Even parties within the party, the Congressional Black Caucus, they don't lead. They wasn't even for Obama at first. They were Team Hillary until they saw him gaining steam. Then they switched sides. They should have been leading the pack saying, no, this it's this brother's time now. But they were right along the Democratic Party telling him, to wait his turn. Uh, They also were for the crime bill that everybody wanted to blame Hillary for in 2016, which she never voted for because she wasn't, I mean, not 20, yeah, when she ran for uh, president in 2016, they would blame her for the crime bill in 94. She had no voting power. Yet these same people love Bernie Sanders who did vote for the crime bill Mm -hmm. at the time, but y'all didn't give him any blame for that. And they constantly take the black vote for granted. So I'm not absolving the Democratic Party of their sins. I'm just, we always pick on them, but the supporters need to push the party better. When's the last time you've seen a strong push for gun rights when it wasn't right after a mass shooting? Don't wait for when there's a mass shooting. Do it now. You don't see Trump people waiting for something. They push stuff now. There's no election going on, and they they have been setting up the chess pieces so that next time he will have the right people in place to put him in office, even if he loses. That's the type of stuff we need to do. And last but not least, how some of the supporters are trash. A lot of Democratic supporters push the party to be on this whole climate thing, climate change. We need to do something about the climate. Climate. Yet these same people are such big cryptocurrency people. And if you look at how cryptocurrency is mined and made, it is destroying the planet. If you care about that kind of stuff, don't say you care about it. And then you're this big Bitcoin, Dogecoin or whatever else these damn coins are called. It's killing the planet. It uses more electricity for one coin than like several countries combined. So, yes, the Democratic Party sucks. But the supporters, the voters, if you call yourself a Democrat, you need to do better, too. I don't know where that came from. I just felt like being political. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. That's a hard act to follow. Um, but when you were saying that, it just made me think, I think a lot of the Democratic support- supporters, are our biggest, one of our biggest problems or challenges is we have this 
political conscience or moral standard that is based off of emotions and emotions are usually their highest while things are going on. So we're we're mad about gun laws when something happens because consciously, morally, we figure it out. But that's that's our basis. When we're past that, when those emotions die off, we, we, we ride back into the sunset of just political silence. So I want to take a, a, a minute and I wanted to I would be remiss if we did not end this show with, without taking a, a moment to give our condolences to our, our, our brother, Michael McCoy and his family on the recent loss of his mother, Gail McCoy. We're going to miss you. We love you. Your 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 family, your kids are in good good hands. Um, you fought a good fight. We lost her this past week. So uh, if you do get a chance to talk to Mike or any of his family members, just send your love uh, their way. But we're going to have a moment of silence and then I'm going to take us out. All righty. Thank you for tuning in. This is Three Brothers No Sense. Your favorite podcast. Remember the six rules. Listen, like, share, subscribe and comment. And most importantly, listen again. Talk to you next week.